Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to the 28th episode of the Pulling Tar Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. I really appreciate everybody tuning in. If you like the episode, please subscribe so you don't miss any more. Please share it on social media so that all your friends can listen as well. I would also love to see some more ratings or comments. Make sure you give me a follow on Twitter at It's R.A. Coon. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N so that you don't miss out on any news about the podcast. I'd like to welcome on a special guest, Adam Aneritone. Adam is the Creative Services Coordinator for the Northwest Arkansas Naturals, AA affiliate of the Kansas City Royals. Can't wait to chat with Adam Aneritone right after this break. to the Pulling Tar Podcast, and thank you so much for taking the time out of your evening. What are you doing with all this newfound free time with no baseball? Well, Bobby, first of all, say thanks for having me on, man. And um, in my free time in baseball, well, my free time without baseball, I've been uh, crying sorrowful tears with how bad the Mets are in the first however many games <laughs> they're playing. And I've, uh, I've hacked every video game console I have illegally to play video games on it so I've been playing a lot of PS2 uh, and NCAA video games on my PS3 I've been playing uh, GameCube games on my Wii U and you know I'm I'm pretty much the greatest virtual athlete on the planet right now (laughs) Uh, even though there are no real athletes to to challenge my title alright yeah um, what PS2 games are you playing? I was a big PS2 guy. Oh man, I play I play weird stuff, man. I don't even I play like Mobile Suit Gundam games from that era. But I, I like sports wise, I'm playing like oh uh, gosh, I'm playing Arena Football. Did you ever play the uh, Arena Football Road to Glory on the PS2? It's, it's, no. It's basically like smaller smaller scale Madden, but you can like hammer dudes into the wall. Yeah, it's always fun. And then um, uh, SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. Okay. Play a lot of weird stuff, man. I play like weird, weird video games like that. What else? Uh, I put like I put like Rad Robot Alchemic Drive, which is probably something no one on here is. Everyone, all your like normal listeners are like, this is not bad. <laughs> I can't, I can't deal with whatever this no, nerd is talking. No about. NFL Street. Oh, dude, NFL Street's on the GameCube version. It's got the better graphics. Oh, okay. All right. Taking my boys, the Nashville Stormtroopers, all the way. All right. Beating up on Exhibit. Nice, nice. Yeah, NFL Street was great. Um, But congrats on getting engaged. When's the wedding? It's going to be October seventeenth, twenty twenty. Ooh, that's soon. 
Yeah, it is soon. I keep I go home every other every other weekend. I either go down with my fiance to her place, or I or we go home to Memphis, and I get a thousand questions: What are we doing? What's going to happen? What are we doing? My mom calls this disease COVID. She doesn't use a D. She puts a C on it, <laughs> and she's like, "What are we doing with the COVID?" And I'm like, well, "I don't know when the COVID's going to get here, but for COVID, we're just gonna we're gonna roll with the punches." <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm in the same boat, so I'm engaged as well, and our wedding is in December. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of questions about that, too, but we are on a scheduled. Um, we just did the engagement photos last week, um, but, yeah, um, hopefully it still happens, for sure. Yeah, man. Um, but... I just got... I just got the rehearsal dinner confirmed at the ballpark. Ooh, there my you go. Been, my mom's been hassling me. She's like, you're going to make a video for it, right? I'm like, sure. I'm going to make a video and put it up on the big board. That'll, my boss will totally just let that fly. Yeah. Well, you probably would. I yeah, I think so, but <laughs> you got to ask. Yeah. Um, so what's life like in Arkansas? I've never been to Arkansas. I'm be honest with you, man. Like I said, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Lived my whole life, well, my whole like adolescent life in Memphis. And when you're in Memphis, when you think of Arkansas, you think of right across the Mississippi River Bridge in West Memphis, Arkansas, Ooh, in yeah. Eastern Arkansas, and you think flat, boring farmland. And I'd never been to Fayetteville, uh, but when I moved up here, me and my mom, we were driving up. We were moving. We were coming to find an apartment. We're driving up through the hills, and you don't think about the Ozark Mountains, like, oh, back yeah. where I'm from. And you get up there, and the way it works is you go up I-49, and you turn a corner. This was in the dead of night. We turn this corner, and suddenly you see all these lights, and you see all of the city. Of oh, Canada, okay. And, like, just in the side of, like, these hills, and you're like, wow. It's, it's, it's beautiful up here. I love, I love living here. I'm probably going to be here for the foreseeable future so it's nice that I like it but you know uh, all I thought was a bunch of Arkansas pig people up here for <laughs> hogs and yep. screaming suey and all that stuff but uh, it's great up here I love it that actually reminds me of a in-game promotion that the snappers did um, there's, a, there's a bar in town called the Hog Cabin Saloon and they sponsored our all-you-can-eat deck, um, which was called Hog Heaven. And then they had an in-game promotion, and it was called the Hog Call. And so, basically, we would have two people, and they would do their best hog call, and then the and then the crowd would like cheer for which one they thought should win. Maybe you guys should bring that to Arkansas. You know, we should. We really should. I'll guarantee you, though, you bring any Arkansas hog fan up there, no offense to Beloit, Michigan, but they'll, they'll call them all. They'll snort them all right out of the building. They'll be yeah. calling everyone. Beloit's in Wisconsin. Oh, my but, bad. No, but you're good. You're good. All right. I was in that league, and I <laughs> forgot which state they were in. It's okay. My bad, Beloit, Wisconsin. My it's bad. okay. I have a hat. I have a snapper's hat with the old glove on the back. Oh, there you go. Where they're at. Yeah. And I put them in Michigan. Oh. Michigan's, the, I did it again. Michigan's the glove. Oh, gosh. All right, next question. 
next question. Um, so can you, Adam, just kind of describe what your duties both during the season and in this off season are with the Naturals during a normal season, of course? Yeah, uh, I'll start with off season. So usually the off season, everyone and their brother will ask you what you do in the off season. Of course, yep. Dude, you guys just hang out, right? You don't do anything at all. What, what do you do in the off season? You get another job, or <laughs> yeah, do you just do you, do you go back with the guys to Arizona or whatever? Right. Yeah, I I tell everyone I'm like, man, I'm working on. We're putting together artwork. I put together. I do all the Photoshop or mm. all our paper stuff. Yep. With the exception of like ads that people send us, but like I'm doing artwork for tickets and our our uh, calendar. We we do a promotion where we give a calendar out for the first game of the season. It's a full. It's a 12 month calendar. Okay. And like we have to get like the players. Like the last two we've done have been like players in the organization. Okay. So like guys that have made it up to the Royals. And we have to, you know, I gotta dig up those photos. I gotta do a little thing with them. I gotta put their stats, and then I gotta move all the dates and stuff. So I do that. I do our sweep tickets. I do our season tickets. I do our ticket stock. And we have mini packs, which is like a kind of like a little like flex game. You can like pick a couple months or whatever. You don't have to do like a full season ticket thing. So I do the artwork for that, and then I'll do like if a magnet schedule. I'll do that. Any like. If we get any bobbleheads or promotions or things like that, I'm usually putting together the artwork for the box. Yep. Or putting together like proofs and things like that for any sort of like graphics we may need on the board or anything. So sure. I'm doing all that, and also at the same time, I'm uh, I'm hiring. I'm trying to hire all my camera people that I'm going to use for the year, and I'm trying to hire my like PA, get my PAs ready to go, and get people who can work music and the video board. And, our switcher and whatnot. So, I, I, my off season is not me getting another job at right. a used car lot or going <laughs> to work for my uncle's insulation company. It's very much involved in doing stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Other people yeah, might I, not I get it. <laughs> yeah, you. I'm preaching to the choir. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds like we had very similar jobs um, yeah. when I worked in Delmarva, at least. Um, when did the natural switch from an Angels affiliate to a Royals affiliate? Oh, no, we were never an Angels affiliate. I thought you guys you're were. Of, uh, you're thinking of Little Rock. Little Rock was uh, an Angels affiliate, and then they moved over to um, they moved over to a Seattle Mariners affiliate. Okay, so all I right. I to watch Jared, Jared Clinette come in and rake and make me cry in my Mets fan tears, but uh, <laughs> we were in... We were prior to 2008 when the team moved down here to uh, Fayetteville, or Springdale is where they are. Okay. Uh, we were up in Wichita as the Wichita Wranglers. Yeah. And then they were the Royals affiliate, I think, for a long time. I think guys like, I think Carlos Delgado might have gone through there, but I know that, like, um, oh gosh, Johnny Damon, I think, came through there okay. too. And a couple other like guys came through, like, Wichita. I'm probably getting that all wrong. People are going to be like, he's the fakest baseball fan I've ever heard of. But no, I think those guys came through there because I'm pretty sure they were both drafted with the Royals. But that team, uh, I don't think they could get it. They couldn't get another a stadium deal done up there in Wichita. Yeah. So they ended up moving down to Springdale. Because Springdale, the uh, Chamber of Commerce, or the city council, whichever, told them, 
we'll build you a stadium. So they came down here, and it's it's been great ever since 2008. That's what they tell me. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, now there's a new team going to Wichita. Um, the the Yeah, the team from New Orleans, the Baby Cakes, yeah, are moving to Wichita. Cakes. Yeah. So. Uh, see, I remember them when they played in the – when they were in the PCL, I remember they were the uh, – they were the Zephyrs. Yeah, yeah. Two minutes. And they were a Mets affiliate. And then they ended up being like a Marlins affiliate or something. And then they changed their name to the Baby Cakes. I don't know what it is about New Orleans and making like the creepiest and worst name mascots ever. Yeah. Yeah. The Baby Cakes are... That's weird. Um, but... So... You run the natural social media accounts for the most part? Or not really? Uh, not, not totally. I'm more the like, I'm more like, I'm over like, during games, I'm over like getting our production going and running. Sure. My boss, uh, our director of marketing, Dustin, actually runs our social media accounts, but I have access to all of them. Okay. They don't let me do anything on them because they're afraid I'll do something crazy or oh, well. yell at a fan or something, but uh-huh. I mean, I, I, I get on them every once in a while. Okay. So. Do you have any ammo to answer this question? What's the weirdest comment or message you've received on the natural social media accounts? Or if you were doing it in Bowling Green, you could answer it with that. I won't. I won't touch. I'm not gonna touch the hot rods. I didn't have any access to that. Okay. Um. With naturals, it wasn't like a weird comment, but we used to have. We used to have a name called the Thunder Chickens. Oh, we're going to get into the Thunder Chickens. Well, we changed it to the Growling Chickens. Oh. Uh, We did the Thunder Chickens a while back. We changed it to the Growling Chickens. Uh, It's a better fit, in my opinion. Okay. But a lot of fans wanted us to do the Growling Chickens again. They wanted us to do the, uh, the, the Growling Chickens theme night, or the Thunder Chickens theme night, excuse me, but... We decided to go with Growling Chickens. Like, we're just going to push this brand. We think it'll be, you know, it's here. I got hat right here. Like, this is the logo. Uh-huh. Perfect. And this is like the straight up, like, head logo. That's the chicken yes. stuff. I know this is an audio podcast. If, you, if you're listening, <laughs> Google just it. Go, just go Google Growling Chickens. You'll see a big, goofy white chicken face. And you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. But. Yep. A couple of fans got so like heated that they said they were going to come. They were going to come to Northwest Arkansas. They were going to come on Growling Chickens night and they were going to start chanting Thunder Chickens. Thunder oh, Chickens. That's I pretty. I thought cool. to myself, I was like, if you get enough fans to roll in and chant Thunder Chickens to a level we can hear it, we'll do Growling Chickens all night long and have you come back every game. Yeah. All right. Um. So. You work for Bowling Green, the Hot Rods. What made you make the move from the Bowling Green Hot Rods to the Northwest Arkansas Naturals? Honestly, timing and the fact that I was a, I was a, I was basically I wasn't really an intern, but I was like an assistant with Bowling Green. And after the six months of the season, my time there was done. Uh, my boss, uh, Maggie Fields. She knew I was going to be done, and I didn't have uh, PBEO at the time, or PEBO, but mm-hmm. not PBEO. Yep. 
But the groundskeeper at the time told Maggie, my boss, that he saw a job for uh, the Naturals. Okay. And I, uh, I, I got the text from him about it, and mm-hmm. he was like, you should apply. So I made a PBEO account, and I applied for it. And it actually came down to them and the Hickory Crawdads, uh, North Carolina, I think they're in the Carolina League. Yeah. And... Hickory went another direction. I had like actually Hickory's in the South Atlantic League right now. Oh, they're in the Sally? Yeah. Okay. I just remember they went another direction, and I I made the call to Bowling Green, and I sent them like my or not Bowling Green, Northwest Arkansas. I sent them my stuff. They're like, "And you sound great. You can come on out here. You can you can just get it all squared away. We love what you did." Like they, I went there, and the director of sales, who I hadn't talked to, was like. Justin, who's our general manager, and Dustin, who's my boss, the director of marketing, they've been talking about how much they love your videos from Bowling Green and how great you, how great they were. Nice. And I was like, man, I thought those were terrible. <laughs> hey. But they're like, yeah, no, we, we loved it. It was great. So, like, just, I was done there, and I, I moved on to Northwest Arkansas, and I had a great time ever since. But I will say, I'm glad that Hickory, glad I didn't roll into Hickory because they were telling me, they're like, we're getting rid of our, our radio booth, and we're we're getting rid of like all our other stuff, and we're just going to like like straight up like social media and whatever. And I was like, well, that's not really my strong suit. So I, I'm I'm glad I am where I'm at. And I'm okay. Glad I get to do what I do with like video and all that production stuff. Okay. Um. So, did you get a chance to work with? You apparently know him as Joey Delucia. Yeah. I know him as Joe. I don't know if he, in that transition, he grew up a little bit, or or he just decided to go to Joe. But um, so, did you get a chance to work with Joey Delucia? I got a chance to work with Joey. It's funny that you sent me that question, and I was like, "Who the heck is Joe Delucia? I've never heard of that guy." And and Joey, as I know him, or maybe is Joe, but I would always go Joey because he's Italian. I'm Italian. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, but like I always knew him as Joey. Well, he was like a ticket. He's an intern. He's a ticket intern. Yeah. Here with our our old ticket rep, uh, Sam Ahern, hired him. And like Sam and Joey were very like laid back and chill. So I never knew I never knew Joey's last name. <laughs> I just knew him as Joey. Yeah. So he texted me and I was like, who the heck is Joe? Who's Joe DeLucia? No, no. I worked with him. Um, it's funny we're on the, the Pull and Tart podcast because, like, he never pulled tart. Oh. He never, he never pulled tart with us. So oh. him up there in the press box and let him just chill out. And That's a call out. He never pulled tart. Oh, yeah, no. Ooh. If he ever comes on here and he tells you he pulled any tarp in Arkansas, you can call him a liar. All right. He was a guest on the podcast. It was probably, like, one of my first, like, handful of episodes. Um, but, all right, I'm going to have to call him out on that. I'm in a group, te- I'm in a group chat with him, so I'm going to call his ass out. If he did, I never saw it. All right. If he did, I never saw it. But, uh, yeah, no, I... Uh, I'll have to swing back and listen to that one, then I can call him out on it, too. (laughs) All right, Adam, we're going to take this chance to cut to a break, and we'll be right back with Adam Aneritone right after this break.
welcome back. I saw on your Instagram that you went and tried curling. What was that like? Uh, aside from some groin tightness, it was pretty great. Okay. Uh, I didn't, I didn't eat it on the ice, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, we went, it's a, it's a center, we went to the, I think it's the, I can't remember what the center's called, but they have like a half rink. Mm-hmm. And it's straight up just for like ice skating and curling. So it's not like a full size, it's the length of a hockey rink. But it's like the size of like a roller rink, like a tiny little roller rink. And we did it as like a group team building exercise for like everyone in the office. And I was excited because like I love hockey, but I can't skate. But I wanted to get out on the ice and I went out there to do it. And I'm on like my, when you do it, they don't tell you, like you watch it. You're like, oh yeah, curling. (laughs) Anyone can do that. You're right. But you get out there and they tell you, you got to put your back foot down and your leg down and you got to kind of like move back and move forward with the rock. Well, oh, okay. they don't tell you what kind of split that's going to be. Sure. And you watch the professionals do it and they've got their leg kind of bent in the back and they have to curl so far and scoot so far and let it go. Well... You saw a video on my Instagram. <laughs> the first time I did it, I just, I slid and I busted my elbow hard into the ground. Ooh. And I was like, oh, that's not going to work. Well, the man that was there, who is a professional trainer in curling, Ooh. he says, get back up, do it again. And I was like, I'm not feeling like doing anything. <laughs> right. Get off this ice and get out of this, this cold rink and go warm up in the car, but... I got up and did it again. I think I was a better sweeper, which you have to get down and really sweep. You can't yeah. just stop. You gotta, you gotta go with it. You know the way that the way that you do it. You gotta be up on it. I thought I was better at that than I was at scooting it out and setting it up. But okay. I'm all those wrong. If he listens to this podcast, he'll be hunting <laughs> me down. That's I get. If we were talking about this a little earlier, we were talking about hockey, and now we're talking about curling. What makes a Memphis, Tennessee native such a big fan of winter sports? Uh, well, honestly, like every '90s kid, it was video games and the Mighty Ducks trilogy. That, all right, funny. that's fair. Um, it's funny. I didn't care about like sports at all until like high school. Yeah, but me and my cousin would play. Uh, Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey for the Ooh. N64. Okay. It used to come with, like, Nintendo 64s, and it came with my cousins, and we would always play as the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. And so I was like, you got, you got like, three guys on the line. It wasn't a real hockey. It wasn't, like, a arcade. It was arcade It was, like, NBA Jam. Yeah. You had three players and a goalie. Well, we would always – I would always choose Paul Korea, and he would always choose Team Mussolini. Okay. And then in high school, we always had the Predators. We had them since 98. I didn't pay a lot of attention. I was like, I'm going to look and see who they got on the roster. Well, they mm-hmm. had gotten, in like 06, 07, they had gotten Paul Correa on the roster. I was like, oh, I used to play that guy in the in the video game I used to play. I love him. I'm going yeah. really, like, to really root for him. Well, he's in the Hall of Fame now. I didn't know any of this at the time, but I realized, well, he's like the greatest player in Anaheim Ducks history. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. So, like, ever mm-hmm. since then, I've been 
big Preds fan. Okay. So I do want to jump back to you said that you staff your um, your press box. Um, so I don't know if you have this same experience. Do you have difficulties hiring a person that's like capable of playing the music correctly during games? Uh, no, I have. There is a lady who does it for her name is Natalie or does it for us. Her name is Natalie and she has done it honestly I think since now she might actually listen to this and get on to me but I think she's done it for the team since 2011 or 2012. Okay. And she is very good at what she does. Um, if she's not doing it I usually run it. Yeah. And at Bowling Green that's what I did for a majority of games so I would do it myself. Now... <laughs> Fans, if any Northwest Arkansas Naturals fans listen to this, I might tell you, boy, I can really tell when Adam runs the music because I'm up there playing wrestling themes for the other team. Oh. Uh, Natalie's usually playing, like, Taylor Swift and whatever we've had forever. But, sure. I mean, I, I don't have any issues with that. I, I'm more having an issue with, like, cameramen. I have a ton of like, – camera ops, I have a ton of, like, turnover with that. Like, just, you know – Kids will come out from high school or college and do it for one year and then realize, man, I had to stand in the heat for like 30 games. Okay, yeah. It wasn't that great of pay and I don't really want to do it. It's like I can't. I'm always having to bug people about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that is a difficult position to uh, to hire for, for sure. Especially for the whole season. Um, mm-hmm. But the music, so I always, I never really trusted anybody else with the video board. Um so, and in Beloit, I did the PA announcing and the music at the same time mm-hmm. from the same computer. But, so, there, and he was, I will say, so So there is one kid that's actually really good, but there is another kid that he was a political hire, if you will, um... I guess his his mom like was a big sponsor or something like that. I don't know if it's possible to be any worse at playing music during a baseball game. This kid had been doing it for three or four years, and it was just like i don't I don't know if he had like a d h d or what, but like he was going to the bathroom all the time or getting food or I would, like, something would happen on the field, and, like, the manager would come out, like, and, of course, you're like, play music, play music, play music, and, um, you're, (laughs) and I'm sitting to his right, and I look to my left, and I'm, and he's on his phone, like, playing, playing, like, a game, and I'm like, and he, he would literally, like, throw his phone up in the air, and then I'm, and he'd be like, "What? What? What's going on?" And I'd be like, "Dude, pay attention to the game. Play some damn music." And because, of course, you know, like I have people on the radio like barking up at me, like, yeah. "Why isn't there any music playing?" Like, you don't want to hear the manager dropping f bombs and stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bowling Green, we had to record every fight, like every like argument. Really. Um, I'll never forget. Yeah, the Midwest League. I don't, well, it was seventeen, two thousand seventeen. 
but they wanted every argument on record, like they wanted on record. And I'll never forget, one time we tried to do it, but we were having an issue with our, like, the computer they had there at the time would, like, just, recording would just die on you. Yeah, we had that same issue. You know, we can broadcast it out to the board, like, if we need a replay or something, but we can't record anything. Yeah. I had to, like, take my TDE, my technical director's phone at the time, and I was like, get your camera out! I had to, like, it's like an iPhone 6, and I'm, like, zooming in with the phone, and I'm filming this argument. Yeah. And I, I go to our, I go to our general manager after the game in Bowling Green. Okay. But yeah, like I said, like, I had it. I had it on there, and I uh, had it on the phone, and I was talking to my GM. I was like, yeah, man, we got that argument if you need it. And he's like, oh, they'll call for it if they need it. I was like, well, it's on my TD's phone. I don't think he wants a two-minute video left on there. He might have to delete that. Yeah. But they didn't need it. Yeah, the South Atlantic League would ask for that. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, we couldn't get any audio of it, of course. But um, yeah. the... Yeah, in the Midwest, I mean, clearly in Beloit, we didn't have any of those capabilities, so it was just like, eh, well, he said this. I do have, I do have video, though, of um, the, oh, gosh, the Lugnuts, the Lansing Lugnuts were in town, and that was the year that Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero Jr. were both on that team. Yeah. And I have video of Vlad Jr. got thrown out, and as he went back to the dugout, he, like, smashed his bat on the ground. And I have video of that. Like, okay. Like, on, uh, on one of my flash drives back home. That was pretty funny. Vlad so, Jr. is a beast of a man. Oh, he was a monster. He was rocking them. Like, he was smacking balls so hard. I thought they were going to... Like, we... Sometimes we'd have balls end up on the interstate. And I swear in VP, he hit one so hard that it landed in a guy's cup holder in his convertible car... And he drove around to the ballpark and he goes, "Hey, uh, is can I get anything for this?" What? We're like, we're like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh, I definitely would have given him something. I don't know what they did. Like, I was up in the box, but I would just every time he was taking BP, he was just raking monster balls just out onto like out onto like the street because like Bowling Green backs up to an intersection. Yeah. He he would murder him. I was praying that. He did not hit our video board because I was going right. to go up there and fix it. Again. Yeah, of course. But one of the balls landed in a guy's car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said they hit it in his cup holder. What? Maggie, she came and she goes, yeah, so a guy showed up and apparently someone hit a home run. He said, we think it was Vlad Guerrero Jr. hit a home run in BP into his car, into the cup holder. And I was like, I believe it. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Alright. I'll have to tell I'll have to tell Jesse, the radio guy for uh, the Lug Nuts about that. I forgot to tell him. He's a great dude. Jesse Goldberg Strassler. The yeah, voice so nice they named him thrice. <laughs> he was great. Every time every time the Lug Nuts came to town, I was like, Yes, Jesse's gonna be here. I felt so bad for Jesse because it always seemed like it worked out this way. Um I'd be like, hey man, like you want anything from the concession stand? Like, and he'd be like, no, it's it's Passover, and he would be eating like his matzah and and stuff like that. And like, dude did not have a real meal the whole time he was in Beloit because it always seemed like Lance because they were in the other division. Like they always either come like 
the first week of the season or like mm-hmm. um probably like the uh, the first week of the second half probably but like yeah. yeah poor dude didn't have a full meal in Beloit I don't think ever because it always landed on Passover it seemed like mm-hmm. um but Luke's eating good bowling ring okay alright that's fair I see him out there snacking on the chicken or whatever we'd have at the time. All right. So I also saw on your Instagram that your celebrity lookalike is Al Bo- Al Borland from Home Improvement. Um, I am really jealous of your beard. I can't grow a full beard. I, I, I'm patchy. Um, so how do you feel about Al Borland being your celebrity lookalike? I'm going to tell you exactly. I remember the exact day that I posted that and the exact reason why I posted that. So anyone around the office and in uh, NWA will tell you that I'm supporting the Springdale Jimmy John's all to my own. Okay. I'm pretty sure they're very sad that we're not having a season right now because I never go over there. Right. But that was my go-to. Yeah. I always go to Jimmy John's. It's it's easy. And they'll of deliver course. sometimes. Yeah, of course. I don't, I don't like to get delivery, but I'll go over there and get it. One day I walk in and I'm like second in line and there's this cashier over there and he has like a death stare on me like he's like doing the lady's orders like yeah uh huh yeah and I woke up he goes hey man you know you look like that guy from Home Improvement and I'm like (laughs) this one the guy over the fence I thought he meant the dude over the fence yeah I don't know what I was thinking he goes no his friend what was his friend's name and I'm like man I was like five when that show was on I don't know he goes, you know the guy? And I look up, like, I'm looking up the Home Improvement cast. And I'm like, this guy? He's like, yeah, man, that guy. It's Albert Orland. And I'm like, I don't see it. And so, like, I posted that. <laughs> I posted that post on Instagram. And I go back to the office, and I talk to my buddy Trey and Roxanne. Um, I'm like, do I look like this guy? And my buddy Trey, who's from, uh, he's from Eastern Oklahoma, he's like, Oh yeah, man, you look exactly like him. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man, you're supposed to tell me I don't look like him. <laughs> I've been I've been told that three times now. I think it might that might have been the third, but I've been told that by a lot of people. Like, yeah, man, you look just like that guy from Home Improvement. You you know who people say my celebrity lookalike is? Who's that? Jason Biggs from American Pie. Oh. He- <laughs> I always I always get that one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Man, I mean, I see it. It's an audio podcast, so no one else might see it. But I well, see it. that's hey, yeah, that's that's the you one I. Lot, always... You can do a lot worse, man. That's true. That's true. Um, so, can you tell the listeners about the one night rebrand to the Thunder Chickens or the Growling Chickens? But I guess why for the question is why for either of them, I guess. Okay. Yeah, that's easy. Um I wasn't actually here for the rebrand for the Thunder Chickens. Okay. But it it was twenty fourteen or fifteen they started doing it. But I do know the history behind it because I am a giant nerd. Sure. So uh when the when the naturals were gonna have their inaugural season in two thousand eight, they had a vote for um, the team name. Yeah. And it came down, there were four, but the only two I remember were Thunder Chickens and Nationals. 
And the reason Naturals was an option is because we're owned by Rich's Food Group, and they own two other teams. They own the Buffalo Bisons and the uh, West Virginia Black Bears. Okay. In regards to Buffalo, the movie, The Natural, was filmed at the old Bison Stadium, mm-hmm. and Rich's, at the time, allowed for that film to be filmed there, and thus Natural was on the table for us. It also works well because Arkansas is the natural state, so like it's got a good like fall in there. Okay. And when we hit home runs down here, we play the theme from the natural, which is what they also play in KC. So it's really like just a snowball of like great things that set that all up. Okay. Uh, the Thunder Chickens. I don't know what to tell you. I think that one was just on there. Well, I okay. think so. I did a little bit of research, and it's because Tyson. Is is yeah. in the city that yeah, that get. the Northwest yeah. uh, Arkansas Naturals are in? Yeah, that I get. I don't know where the thunder came from, though. That's like well, it's kind of it's kind of like the yard goats, you know? Yeah. It, oh, you just got to add oh, some oh, adjectives. Yes. You just got to add some adjectives Jeez. to to make it sound yeah. cool, I guess. But like, you get ones like rubber ducks makes sense and. Hot rods make sense, and even wind surge makes sense to me because, like, Wichita's windy. But yeah, there's not a lot of thunder down here in, in okay. Arkansas. But mm-hmm. hey, I didn't pick the name, but it came in second. All right, and so we decided to do kind of like a like a what if night uh, for like, okay. a throwback for a couple of years, and they would do you know they they did the thunder chickens because it came in second. We rebranded, we did it, we we moved on, so. My first year in 2018, down here in Northwest Arkansas, they um, rebranded over to the Brown Chickens, and it was, again, kind of like a send-up to Tyson as a brand being around here, and a lot of, like, we do a lot of poultry around here. Tyson yeah. Has, Tyson's got their fingers in everything when it comes to, like, okay. poultry, the poultry industry. Sure. And then Growling Chickens, um, hens... When they lay eggs, when they first lay eggs, you like try to take the egg from them, or if, you, if they think you're threatening them, they will like make a growling. Really, I don't think I knew yeah. that. And hmm. if you look it up, it is truly the most horrifying sound I've ever heard. Okay, and I love it because I got to play it during the game when we would like score when something would happen, and you see all all these people from like all over Arkansas, like. What the heck is that? Noise? <laughs> what is that sound? It sounds like a cat being skinned. It's great. It's oh great. gosh! Right. Yeah, look it up if you get a chance. All right, I definitely will. So, actually, um, around here, the poultry industry is big as well. We have Mount Air Farms, um, which is a big um, poultry distributor, and then also Purdue Purdue Farms as well. Purdue Chicken, um, actually. The stadium for Delmarva, um, the naming rights are for Purdue. It's Purdue Stadium, yeah. Um, but awkward with the Boilermakers. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's spelled different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, what is your favorite concessions item at the Natural Stadium? Now, see, I don't ever get to eat it. Really? Eat it, you know. Up there in the ballpark? Yeah. Uh, like, when I come in for a game day, I get there real early. Me and Roxanne and the general manager and a couple other people get there real early. 
because most of my stuff has to be put into motion. Like we're called in maybe three hours for a game, but I, I need about five. I'm yeah. a worker sometimes. So yeah. like, I get there early and I'm doing it and I'm working the whole time and I'll bring lunch with me. But when it comes to like dinner, we wait on concessions. They will feed us stuff from like what they would feed the sweets and everything. Okay. So when it comes to the ballpark though, I have had stuff there twice because the last two years we haven't had a 4th of July game. We've done a college game where we brought in some, uh, like a wood bat league and we brought in a couple teams for that. Okay. And I was able to go down and get food. Um, I had, we had a, a chicken sandwich for ground chickens night that they made one of those nights. And it was like, it's a, Chicken patty with, like, it's kind of like, you know, McGriddle? Yeah. Like French toast? Yeah, they do, like, French toast, and they put syrup on it, and, like, Ooh. I had that, and I would describe that as, like, interesting. It's, like, an interesting taste. I okay. I don't necessarily know if, like, I don't know if I, it wasn't bad. It's just, I'm not big on sweet and savory. Okay. Personally. All right. Um... But the other time I've had it, I had our barbecue nacho, or no, our barbecue cheese fries, and those are delightful. Ooh, that sounds really good. Good old KC barbecue. All right. Okay. So, Adam, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, I have an Instagram. I'm not at liberty to give that information away. Okay. So, uh, if you want to dig, you can find it. All right. Uh, when it comes to Twitter, I'm at Double A Media. Uh, that's D O U B L E underscore capital A underscore M E D I A. Double A okay. Media on Twitter. You can come and see my terrible sports takes on the Mets and the Titans and any other teams I root for. And my, you can watch me like weird video game tweets. How did you become a Mets fan? If My you... dad was a Mets fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you... He actually... He actually uh, went up in 86 and saw him play. And it wasn't like during the run or anything. It was like just a regular season game. And I have uh, on my Instagram, which I did not give out to anyone, but on All my right. Instagram I actually have a picture of the... Uh, of the program when he went up there and I have a whole bunch of baseball cards. I think I had Howard Johnson and I might have had Keith Hernandez and um, Bob Oeda and, you know, a couple of those other guys. And again, people are like, that's not that guy's name. You got it wrong. Well, I was born in 1990, so I didn't watch the team play or anything. I was born in 1992. So I got you, man. As, as 1990 as as well. well. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So I was going to say, you're born in 92. No, no, 90 as well. Um, So we did have one question from Twitter, um, and it's Paul Caputo from, I don't know if you follow him, the, um, he's, he's a blogger, um, and mostly blogs about um, minor league baseball um, logos and team names, but, so, but he's a big, um, ice cream helmet Sunday guy but anyways he's a good follow on Twitter um but he asked why does the Naturals mascot look like Jason Worth personally I think he looks like you (laughs) that's scary old strike the Sasquatch he's one of two mascots 
He has a friend named Sinker the Lake Creature. Um, but as far as striking like Jason Worth, all I can say is uh, I hate Jason Worth. I'm a Mets fan. I think he looks like um, I think he looks like Dollar Store Chewbacca. And there's no reason to ever compare our beautiful mascot to that fuzzy looking hobo ever again. How did how did uh, the Sasquatch come to be? I think like we were trying to like delve into like the natural thing like the natural state oh like, uh, okay Sasquatch Sasquatch is like a very big like he's in the forest yeah he's always out there but he's always in the forest and like that's the most natural place you can be so, alright that's right that's where Sasquatch was born okay he's everybody's favorite mascot alright do do kids actually like that mascot I feel like that would be pretty scary you know um he kids do like him a lot he does have a bit of the crazy eyes. There's actually a photo out there. I made a meme of it. Uh, there's a photo of like a lady running in front of him. We used to do like a strike, like run the bases race. Yeah. And there's a photo of a lady running, and she's running, and she has her head looking back like, oh, God. She's making oh, like a fuck. face. Yeah. And Strike is eternally smiling. <laughs> That's his curse. He's got those big eyes. And like, I yeah. it, and like... I superimposed it and zoomed in on his face. I just said soon under it. Oh he's gosh. Or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's, he's, he's, uh, he gets on the kids like him though. They give him high fives. I personally, I prefer Sinker. He's a, he's a, he is a very cuddly lake creature. Okay. And, uh, sometimes I don't staff mascots. My friend Roxanne does. Yeah. But every once in a while, she'll like come up to the press box when we're doing mascot introductions and she'll be like, and here comes Sad Sinker. Because we have this one guy that like does Sinker, and he just slouches over, and he just walks along, and he looks at uh, the kids, like, a little half wave. There's definitely an art to to being a mascot. You have to like walk with some pep in your step, and you gotta you gotta like straighten up up your back and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, being being a turtle, like like the snappers. Um, being Snappy the Turtle is so difficult because it's a shell, right? So, like, your back conforms to the shape of the shell. And it, like, after you get out of it, after you've been in it for, like, an hour or two, like, your back is killing you. Yeah. Uh, Hang on. I gotta... I know this is an audio podcast. I don't mean to hijack it. And I'll tell a story real quick while I look this up, but... Um, my buddy actually did strike Trey. I talked about him before. Mm-hmm. He did strike for us one time. It was his, uh, it was his intern year, 2015 and strike that year. The normal strike would come out and run out and jump up on our tarp. He would run out. Yeah. When they introduced me, he'd jump up on the tarp and Trey had to fill in for him. And so Trey comes out and he, he comes running out, but he doesn't jump up on the tarp. And someone from the front seat goes, Strike's looking a little smaller today. <laughs> he said it got in his head the whole game. <laughs> but I wanted to show you something real quick. Um, in 2017 when I was with uh, Bowling Green, I actually made a meme about Beloit. Oh, gosh. mascot. Um, I thought that he looked like a 90s cereal mascot. And so I made a, uh, I made a Sugar Snappers. I tweeted it to Beloit. I think the account liked it there, but uh, gosh, I hope I still have it. It's yeah. Somewhere on my phone. I like 
gave him a little spoon and I put him on a skateboard. It was great. <laughs> if it, if I was, if I was there, I oh. definitely would have liked it. I don't know if you can see. It might be hard to see on this computer. Hold on. There we go. Oh my gosh, that's great. This is this is so bad podcasting, but that is great. Can you send me that? Yeah, I'll send it to you, buddy. Uh, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet it out. Yeah, no, it's great. I love it. That is well, so funny. Okay, we're all sitting here right after we're done. That is so funny. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that is that is great. Um but so Adam Thank you so much for coming on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. As you know, you've listened to a couple episodes. We we end this, we end with the same question every time. What has been the best walk-up or warm-up song you've heard in your baseball career, and whose was it? I have all the bad ones okay. in my head way before the good ones do. And I, I don't mean to like hijack anything, but I'm going to tell... A couple of quick stories. Go for it, man. First off, Khalil Lee, who is a high-up prospect in the Royals organization. I don't think he's made the team this year yet, but he's on the taxi squad, I think. Okay. Nick Heath, who is on the team and has played a few games for the Royals, both of their musical choices were the worst, and they changed their songs about a thousand times. Don't you hate that? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the worst. And I like Khalil, but y'all's music taste is bad. Yep. Khalil used to always tell me, he's like, man, I know I'm changing them a lot, but trust me, there's hits in them. And I was like, Khalil, <laughs> you lead the league in walks, bro. Like, yeah. Like, you're killing it in walks. Like, you need to keep the walks in. Sure. They change their thing every day, and, I, you know, they get it to you the day of, and they want it, and I try to get it for the game. I'm, I'm very soft and very bad about it, but I'm like, we... If it's before five, I can probably get it in the computer. For yeah, for sure. So, like, usually I can get it in. And guys are like, oh, I don't care. And, like, I'll never forget. And this is one of my, like, favorites. I have three favorites. I'll never forget. Anderson Miller came up to me. He's a, another prospect in the Royals. And it's like, I haven't been there very long. This is, like, their practice. Their first practice year. He comes to me and goes, hey, man, you're the video guy? And, like, I hate being called the video guy. It's <laughs> also the, like... It's also my qualifier for my job because you tell a guy, yeah, I'm creative services for the Nationals. They go, what's that? I go, I'm the video guy. I'm like, yeah. looking at him, I'm like, I'm like, are you kidding me? He goes, do you do the music? I'm like, yeah, man. He gives me his phone number. He's like, I'm going to text you the song I want. Yeah. My phone number. He's a great guy, nice guy. He's actually from Western Kentucky uh, University, which is up in Bowling Green, so there's a tie there. Yeah. But he had a Lecrae song. And I can't remember what it's called. I think it was like, um, it goes like, do 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 do. It's like, got you on my mind or something like that. I can't remember. Okay. But Lecrae is like a religious rapper. Yeah, yeah, I know it's, who he is. Yeah. Yeah, it's an awesome song. And I love that. And then um, when I was at Bowling Green, there were two guys that were like, Garrett Whitley, who um, I think he's still in the Royals or the, Ray, the Rays organization. He had. Um, Dots and Lines by Lupe Fiasco. Okay. And that's a cool song. But he told our uh, JJ, who was our, like, um, I think she was in marketing at the time. She was, like, head of marketing. He told her, I love this song. He's like, he's like, I can't listen to the first 30 seconds of the song because I'll laugh so hard I'll strike out. And he was like, 
like dots and lines by Lupe Fiasco, the first 30 seconds is just a dude wailing on a banjo the whole time. Oh, okay. And I was like, first time I heard it, I was like, this does not fit this guy. And then it goes into like a really sick rap song. So like, okay. that was cool. And I'll leave you with this. He's no longer in the Rays organization. He's, he is one of my favorite baseball players of all time. He, um, he's coaching at Manhattan University. He went to UConn, so there was a, con- a connection there. His name's Bobby Melody. He was first baseman. He came up halfway through for the uh, Hot Rods, and he chose um, Get Down On It by Cool and the Gang. And everyone in the booth loved him. Nice. Because he didn't choose some weird bro country song or some weird rap song none of us knew the words to. Yeah. Okay. Get Down On It by Cool and the Gang. All right. I can dig it. cool guy. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you so much, Adam, for coming on to the Pulling Tarp Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your evening and uh, being flexible. Um, But, yeah, just thank you so much, and I hope we can do it again sometime. I really had fun talking to you and chatting with you. We've never met before, but... Uh, it seems like we have some stuff in common, and uh, we, you know, we both had similar jobs in MILB. And uh, keep grinding out, man, and uh, and uh, enjoy this enjoy this free time that you have, and uh, get grinding on it for next season. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. Thank you. Tell me. You've listened to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.